All right, welcome back. I'm Leslie Bolser. I am the creative director for Core Essential Values, and we are here this month to talk about friendship. And I'm with my friend, Beth. Beth, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Dr. Beth Trammell, and I am a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East, and the director of the master's um, in mental health counseling program there. I've also created um, Make Words Matter for Good, where I focus on uh, behavioral and communication strategies to help parents and families communicate more effectively with our kids to get them to um, do what we need them to do and really feel more connected to them. That's awesome. So um, this month, we are focusing on a word. um, And honestly, when I first started working for Core Essentials, this is my least favorite word that we talked about. Oh my gosh, really? Okay. Yeah, it just, it doesn't feel like a value to me the way the other words feel like a value or a characteristic or a trait. But what I've come to learn and what I've really embraced is that within friendship, there are so many skills. Oh yeah. So many, it is full of so many things that especially young people need to learn, but I'm not going to lie. I need to learn them too, as an adult in my friendships and my relationships that it's been like, I'm wondering if maybe I didn't like this one at the beginning (laughs) because maybe there are some personal issues I have here, Um, (laughs) but I've really come over time to really love that we include this as something that we do in the curriculum for schools because I think teachers deal with academic issues with kids all the time, but I think they deal with relational issues between kids, especially at the middle and high school level, more than we parents like to consider. And I think this is something that is critically important that we provide for schools to have these conversations. So I've come around and I'm really glad that we include this in the curriculum. And I think it's really important to talk to parents about this too. I think we can be a little dismissive of sometimes middle and high school friendships and relationships. Uh, And I'm excited to hear what you have to say about um, dealing with friendships and and working through friendships, especially in a time when we can't be near people as easily. Yeah. So I think you're absolutely right. We as parents forget how hard friendships are at the middle school and high school level. I mean, we really do. It, it, there's this thing that happens once our kids leave elementary school. So in elementary school, really until about third or fourth grade, we still have a lot of friendships that are, are still very open and very welcoming and very kind. And as kids move into puberty and the social pressure increases so much in middle school, I'm not sure we're as intentional as parents in really emphasizing what sorts of expectations we have with our kids in relation to how they relate to their friends, how they talk to their friends, how they feel about their friends. And sometimes, sometimes we dismiss big feelings that our kids have because we think they're being dramatic. So I'll give you an example. You know, you have your, your teen who comes home and they tell a story about how one of their friends dismissed them at lunch and how hurtful that was. And we think, come on, you know, there are starving children in you know, other countries, like this is not a big deal. We totally minimize the, the impact that in the middle school years, this is a big deal. Now, this doesn't mean that we like, you know, shut the whole world down because, you know, we had one little, um, a rift with our friend, but it is really focusing on, on allowing the space for those emotions to be big 
because emotions are going to get big as puberty is here and, and not dismissing them from our kids. And as we are in this place of, you know, some of our kids may not even be around their peers. Okay. So this brings up a whole other issue of how do we have peers and how do we have friendships when we can't have the reassurance that comes with face-to-face contact? Right. You've been in situations, right? Even as a grown-up, I've been in situations where some friend sent me a text or sent me a message that I totally misinterpreted. Yeah. I thought they hated me. I thought they didn't were never going to be friends with me again. And then I see them face to face and I'm like, oh, it's good. We're fine. Yeah. Right. So what happens when our kids don't get that? You know, I think that we have to be aware that 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 heightened level of anxiety for our kids because they may not be able to get that reassurance from their friends. Yeah. Increase their isolation, might increase their depressive tendencies. They may want to withdraw. So we have to just be on the lookout. Absolutely. So the definition or the the application that we use this month for friendship is using your words and actions to show others you care. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, you bring up a really good point that even if we can be somewhat proximate to people right now, we can't be very physically close to them. Uh, You know, even if they're in school together, even if they're in some activities together, they really can't be that close. So since we can't be physically close, we have to choose words and actions that really do show others that we value that relationship. Do you have any suggestions for parents for how they can encourage kids to do that? Yeah, I think we just have to be a little more creative, you know, so how, what are, what are some additional ways that we can show people that we care about them? So we can do sort of acts of kindness, right, where we can, you know, send someone a letter, write them a note, or we can, you know, uh, call them on the phone, FaceTime, or, you know, some sort of video call. And I think it's also about preparing our kids by practicing with them. Um, what are some things that you think would matter to your friends? What are some things that you could say to your friend, either through a text, a social media post, a, um, you know, any other way to connect? So I think it's, it's a couple of things. It's one, it's being more creative, but I think it's also asking your, your child, what do they think could be a way to show people that they care when we can't be close to them? Yeah. So you can ask, you know, what would mix, what would matter to you? Yeah, that's great. That they're thinking about you. I was just, I was just remembering that um, a few months ago, back in the spring, uh, when I was just feeling really sad that I, you know, there was no travel, just on the horizon, felt like ever, right? And yeah. I have some close friends that don't live anywhere near me that I know it's going to be a long time before I can see them again. And so I looked through some old photos and just found some silly pictures of us. And I took a picture of the picture and just sent it to him and was like, you know, just miss you guys. Just I'm remembering this stupid time. And they did some things, too. They found other pictures of things we had done and sent it to the group chat. And it just it was a moment of connection that um, and to show them that I was thinking about them. And and then when I got that response back with other pictures of us doing silly things, it, it felt really good. It felt like it felt less hopeless about maintaining our friendship, even when we can't see each other. And it felt more like, okay, there are ways that we can stay in touch and do this. And then, you know, those are friends that are far away, but my daughters this spring also had friends who did things that you were mentioning. Like they dropped off, excuse me, they dropped off brownies on our porch or they picked flowers from their own yard. I say flowers. Some of them were weeds, Yeah, (laughs) but they ended up on our front porch just with a little handwritten note 
And that really made my daughters feel very good and feel very thought of. Um, a couple of times we had things that were anonymously dropped off. And, and then it was the whole mystery of trying to figure out who was the, who was the deliverer to our front porch. And those just, it, it was really small stuff, but it, it really made a big difference to, for their friends to show them that they still really care. Yeah. I think it's, it's that genuine, I'm going to spend a little bit of time thinking about what would matter to you. Yeah. It's not about money. It's not about how much, um, you know, I can spend on this thing. It's really more about the thought that goes into it that always makes us feel better. Yeah, absolutely. So my two daughters are kind of um, spanning the age range of, of, you know, the children of whose parents we're talking to. So my younger daughter, things like dropping off a mystery package on the porch or doing something like that, that was right up her alley. That felt really real to her. My older daughter, however, felt like that was kind of putting herself out there in a way that she didn't want to do. What if, you know, she did the what if scenarios. What if they don't want this? What if they think it's silly? What if this, what if I look stupid? What if whatever? So other than, than that, um, I'm thinking about besides the actions, what are some words that we can encourage our kids to use that still show that we value those relationships and that we care about people when we can't be near them? Yeah, I love that. I think there are a couple of things and I am a huge, I mean, I'm a visual person, so I am always going to push parents toward writing things down, putting it on the fridge, putting it on your bathroom mirror, someplace that's, uh, you know, where everybody can see it, you know, because this is something we want everyone to do, even if it's brothers and sisters, mom and dad in the house. So this, this friendship idea carries into our family relationships, too. Absolutely. So I think it starts with, you know, what are some specific statements that you, you want your child to be saying to their friends? So it might be like, okay, so I care about you. You matter to me. I was just thinking about you remembering and laughing about times we had together. And I think sometimes it's, you know, okay, what I would say as a grown up is, you know, you matter to me and I am so thankful for our friendship. What would that look like to you, 13 year old? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So my daughter's 13. So I would ask her, so I would say it this way. How would you say it? Okay. So who do you want to hear that message today? Yeah. And so then the make a list and post them all over the wall. Yeah. All over the house, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was just thinking about just simple text or other check-ins with their friends. And, and maybe it's just saying, what five people do you need to check in with today and just see how they're doing? Uh, and then maybe that doesn't put the burden on them to come up with the words to say, but the words are just, how are you doing? <laughs> How's Think it about going? you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then one other thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of uh, just communication in these times. I've found that uh, when I'm wearing my mask to be outside of my house, when I'm in the grocery or in different places, I find people that I see. And first of all, it's it's difficult for me to recognize people with a face covering on. My brain is still working on those processes of, <laughs> of identifying just from the bridge of the nose up. Um, and also when I interact with them, I'm focusing really hard on smiling with my eyes or giving them facial cues with just that part of my face that, you know, that I'm happy to see them or because even saying hello from a distance, you can't hear. Right. So it's, it's different. So I've been sort of working on that myself, but it makes me realize that kids in classrooms 
or that kids who come into each other, see each other in social situations with masks on. Do you have any tips or helpful hints for what to do with all that stuff? Yeah, it's so hard, right? So a couple of things. Again, practice with your mask on. I'd encourage you and your child to stand in front of a mirror together mm-hmm. and say some things that they would commonly say, right? Like, like make it as real as possible. So like, hey, good morning. Are you ready for, you know, class today? Or gosh, I can't believe we have a, you know, a history quiz coming up or whatever. Like practice some words that like are common for them to use and pause with your facial expressions. Because while you are trying to smile with your eyes, people may interpret that as you are feeling a very different way. Yeah. I've noticed that I might look like a complete crazy person with what I'm trying to do with my eyes because it's not natural to the way I smile. It might look like I'm in great distress. Yeah. And so a couple of things is to realize, like, have your kid practice what they look like when they're saying or when they're you know, they're trying to communicate with their eyes a certain thing and then give them some feedback about how you might interpret that or how you would think maybe another seventh grader would interpret that. And then remind them that it is easy at the middle school level for messages to be misinterpreted when we can see all of your face. So the number of miscommunications that are going to be happening between our middle schoolers is very high. So we can prepare them by saying, you might need to ask more clarifying questions of your friends than you ever have. So you might have to ask them things like, I'm sorry, what do you mean by that? Or what, what I think I heard you say is this, or do you mean this? Those clarifying words are going to be the way that we minimize a whole lot of anxiety and depression and conflict. Gosh, you know, the conflicts that happen, you're gravy. You know, as you were talking about middle school friendships, it it is among the most commonly discussed things in the therapy room. When I have teens, I'm almost always talking about their friends and the conflicts they have, and the misinterpretations they have, and the perceptions they have. So us preparing them while practicing with our mask is going to be really important. Yeah, that's great. And I think even just the acknowledgement of it is really powerful for kids to, before it happens, say, this is real. This is a real thing that's going to happen. Let's talk about how to mitigate it or make it better, but it's, it's a real thing that's going to happen in your friendships. That's, I think, you know, even just that step is really, really important. I was also thinking about the natural language of some middle schoolers and high schoolers. It involves rolling eyes um, yeah. and it involves sarcasm and it involves, you know, like wordplay a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be especially hard to navigate with a covered face. Uh, so just bringing that to their attention so that when there is a miscommunication or when there is something, instead of immediately jumping to, oh my gosh, he doesn't like me or I've done something wrong, in their mind, there may be a seed planted that, okay, this could be because of the mask. This could be because of our how far apart we are from each other or whatever the situation is. I think we also, I was, I was remembering, um, I wanted to make sure that I said this, you know, there are all sorts of mask uh, fabrics out there, right? 
Yeah. And um, I have been around folks who have masks that have like a face or a facial expression on them. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. So it automatically has like a smile or it has like a growling, angry teeth or it has whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Do not let your kids go to school with a face on their mask because it's only going to, um, one, be a distraction for other people. And when we're distracted, we're not actually listening to what the other person is saying. And then all sorts of misperceptions and miscommunications happen. But also it's just not a, um, how do I say it? You know, it's, it's, I mean, it, it misrepresents how we're actually it feeling. It, it gives a, a different reality than you could be saying the most lighthearted, upbeat thing when you have this really terrifying looking mask on that totally changes what the words that are coming out of your mouth <laughs> by the visual that you see, right? Yeah, because we, when we communicate, we see. Yeah. Right. And so even if I can tell myself that's just a mask. It's, it's what I see. So it's through the lenses. So everything that I interpret about you as I'm, as I'm, you know, having a conversation with you is threaded through what I see in addition to what I hear. And so if my, if my eyes are seeing something that my ears aren't hearing, that is a a recipe for disaster in our interpersonal communication. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I usually don't have real strong opinions like that, but that is one that I have a pretty strong, like, <laughs> just don't do this. Yeah. You know, in yeah. lots of ways, I'm like, you know, kids are resilient and, you know, lots of things can happen, but this is one of those where I'm just putting my foot down. Yeah. It's just an absolute stumbling block. And I hadn't actually considered it. I've seen those before. And now that you mentioned it, I do realize what it does to my brain when I'm trying to understand the communication. Um, but I hadn't even considered what it might do to a teenager or an adolescent's brain, which is just haywire, right? Totally. <laughs> Who needs more things to think about when you're a teen? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. That's such a great point. Um, well, I think we've done a good job of covering what we need to cover for friendship. There's, We could talk about this topic for hours and hours and hours. And yeah. in the curriculum, in the middle and high school curriculum that kids are going through, um, we talk about lots of different topics as it relates to friendship, including peer pressure, good and bad peer pressure, yeah. um, including making new friends and including having diverse relationships and friendships with people who are not like you. So I would encourage parents um, to talk to your students about those things that they've been talking about in school too. Cause I think there's some really interesting conversations that can come out of all of those topics as it deals with friendship. Um, not just the, the parenting side of it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the best way to reach me is at coreessentials.org. There's lots of ways you can connect with us there. And Beth, what about if people want to get in touch with you? Yeah, the best way is to check out my website, uh, makewordsmatterforgood.com and uh, follow on Facebook because I do a lot of things on Facebook that I may not necessarily put on um on my website but it's mwm with kids make words matter mwm with kids on facebook uh would love to have you there and and join and comment uh there too awesome so we will be back next month and next month we're going to be talking about integrity i love it i know some love it some hate it we'll see about it next month all right thanks for tuning in all right stay well